Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. What's sad, my all of you are about to be? I'm Robert Evans. This is Behind the Bastards podcast. Bad people tell you all about them. My guest today, Mr. Jason Petty, a.k.a. Prop. What's Jason. up, man? Drop the government name and must go. I'm out here. That's how much I care about you. There are two people in the world that call me Jason. It's my wife and a lady named Jen Hatmaker. Mm. They're the only two people on earth that call me Jason. And, and Robert for some reason. And now reason. Robert. Jason, we can bleep your, your legal name. No, it's all good. Do that. Don't worry about it. I ain't scared. All <laughs> that stuff has been else. expunged. <laughs> those, so, those are mine. I was a minor. So you can't talk about the face, no boy. <laughs> oh, that is appropriate for today's topic because oh my god, prop. Today we're talking about a couple of aspects of the juvenile justice system that I think we're all going to find oh, super no. fun. Oh no, real, real good time. I don't so, need. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, how do you how do you feel about kids? You know, I, well, I love kids. I got mm-hmm. two of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the juvenile system. I've been a part of it. Um, (laughs) it seems uh, like it works pretty well (laughs) yes so so there's a number of connections with this Mm -hmm. my father was a sdpo2 for california which is a a deputy probation officer for the juvenile system in los angeles he retired from it you know Mm -hmm. because it's like like we said before can't change the system great. from within inside. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. work. So like, yeah. so he kind of bailed out, but he at least was like, at least I could be an advocate for, mm-hmm. for the time that I'm there. And when some of y'all may know that I used to, I was a teacher before I was doing music and poetry full time. And I started off 
at my first teaching job was at Central, well, it was a substitute position, but it was with all of the juvenile halls in California. So East Lake Correctional Facility, Camp Rocky, mm-hmm. Camp Amphibar. So my first teaching mm-hmm. experience was all in the juvenile juvenile systems. So like, oh, wow. I'm very connected to the story you about to talk right now. And again, I was in the system. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's there's an anthropological theory I'm kind of fond of, which is the the idea that like essentially all civilization and and by that I don't mean necessarily like skyscrapers and electric lights, but just the idea of like human beings organizing in groups to do things started because of the need to raise kids because like it is evolutionarily advantageous to have a big brain that allows you to make tools. Um but at a certain point our brains got so big that you you can't Put you can't like just come out with a brain that big mm-hmm. where you're going to kill the person giving birth to you, right? Like yeah. you can only give birth to a brain so big. So we we started, our kids started coming out younger and younger and less and less capable of, of doing anything, right? Like you, you're, if you're there at like the birthing of like a, a calf or a, a, a baby yeah, lamb fine. or like a dog. Yeah, they could just like, they're up and they're doing yeah, shit 15 pretty minutes. quick. Right? Yeah. yeah, pretty fucking quick in most cases. And like by the time a human baby, you have like a, a, a puppy and a baby at the same time. By the time that human baby can like kind of waddle, that dog will more or less be able to like hunt. The dog's shit. fine. Like, yes. Yeah, the I, dog's ready for the world. <laughs> there's a whole premise in in my, yeah. my, my book, Terraform, where I talk about the development of culture. And it's yeah. because... We're the only species that aren't born with everything we need to survive. Yeah. We had to create language. We had to create, yeah. you know, covers and stuff like that. Exactly what that thing is. And one of the only things you like you write in my zone right now. Yeah. One of the only things that is universal in human civilization across every country and time was the idea of protecting our children. Yeah. I, I would it's say the it's the most that like, and fundamental like, yeah. human thing in the world. Like, I don't yeah. have kids. I yeah. don't ever want to have kids. Don't. But I still think, I'm like, just kidding. In a, like, it's every adult's fucking responsibility yeah. if there's a, if you can protect a child to protect the child. Like, period. Period. Like, and that's why the people we're talking about today are such fucking nightmares. Because I'm they are to- human, humans who have, like, fundamentally decided, but what if we did the opposite? Bro. For, like, money. Bro, racism and to get elected. Uh, I wish y'all could see my face right now because, like I said, we we got two different stories this week. For our first story today, prop. What do you heard about the kids for cash scandal? I was also a high school teacher, so yes, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's not great. Um, no. So to b- before we get into this, I think we need to talk a little bit about. Um, some relevant background. So violent crime in the United States uh, almost quadrupled between 1960 and 1991. Uh, by 1995, serious crimes, including including homicide, were all falling. So crime is by, by 95 starting to drop again. Mm-hmm. Um, but right at around the time crime was beginning its fall that continued up until fairly recently, uh, 24-hour news in the internet really started to get going. Yeah. And stories about violent crime and crimes directed against particularly white suburban people were, were hugely popular. You could make a lot of money in the news. Gang bang. You know, right, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and crimes committed by teenagers against particularly that demographic yes, were I like know. the easiest way to get fucking eyeballs on screen. Right? Yes, I know. Just, <laughs> yeah. I, I am a child <laughs> of the war on drugs, the yeah. gang injunctions. I am mm-hmm. a child of all this yes yeah 
Now, uh, the problem uh, was discussed through, obviously, uh, uh, the news and, and, and fictional media, but it was also something that academics talked about. And yeah. In November of 1995, a political scientist named John J- DeLulio Jr. wrote an article for the Weekly Standard, which is a right-wing opinion magazine, titled The Coming of the Super Predators. Oh, my God. Now, this, this article man. was based... Yeah, yeah. This, you got a lot of damage. Y'all, this person ruined my childhood. Yeah. Ruined he, uh, it because of the work he about to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, he he dropped a bomb on, yes. I don't know, a few million kids' childhoods yes. conservatively. Um, the article that he wrote was based primarily on data from boys in Philadelphia that showed that 6% of, of, of young like uh, of minor male male minors in philadelphia accounted for more than half of the serious crimes committed by male children in that city mm-hmm. um now as you might have guessed number one there's a number of reasons for this this is just philadelphia there's a lot going on here it's maybe not the best thing to draw broad sweeping societal conclusions from especially in a vacuum yeah um and as you probably won't be surprised to hear the article that delulio wrote was filled with very uncomfortable race-related lines oh like this paragraph While the trouble will be greatest in black inner city neighborhoods, other places are also certain to have burgeoning youth crime problems that will spill over into upscale central city districts, inner ring suburbs, and even the rural heartland. To underscore this point, Abraham recount, who's one of the people he's talking to, recounted a recent town hall meeting in a white working class section of the city that has fallen on hard times. They're becoming afraid of their own children. There were some big beefy guys there too, and they're asking me, what am I going to do to control their children? So there's a lot going there, including the idea that like well crime in the inner city is obviously going to happen it's a problem because it might spill over into uh, upscale areas in, in the yeah. suburbs right like that <laughs> there's so much happening here i'm trying to like yeah because i'm so like even the time frame like like i i'm revealing my age here but i'm in high school when this is happening mm-hmm. so like i am who he's talking about yeah you know absolutely inner yeah. city black male mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm like and just little that stuff would drop and it's like you see people like i'm walking home from school in my pe clothes no less you know Mm -hmm. because i got i got shipped out to a a suburban high school you know so like it wasn't my i was long story short joint custody yada yada right so i went Mm -hmm. to the nicer high school so walking home i'm just like stupid headphones on listening to Wu-Tang and like watching the lady clutch her purse and cross the street and just about like you're nervous about situation and I'm like dude like I'm you see my nerd ass in PE clothes with my both straps on my backpack like I'm really a you're telling me I'm a problem and the reason Mm -hmm. why I'm a problem is because this is this source material that us moving into your city into this part of town is going to bring the problems that you talking about in this thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's exactly and that yep. that kind of fear, that's that specific population sphere is what yeah. he's stoking with this. Yeah. And obviously the bulk of this article, there's that little study from Philadelphia that's um that that is kind of the the statistical nut for for what he's writing here. Um but most of it's based on interviews with police officers and other individuals with a very obvious bias. Mm-hmm. One district attorney is cited in the article as saying about children they kill or maim on impulse without any intelligible motive. Uh, and a police officer is quoted as saying, I never used to be scared. Now I say a quick Hail Mary every time oh I get a call God. at night involving juveniles. Oh I God. pray I go home in one piece to my own kids. See, this some bu- it's like all yeah. these times where we say like, 
like fast forward to Tamir Rice and you're treating this 14 year old like a yeah. goddamn adult. It's this shit. It's like mm-hmm. like we not just ki- like we're kids. Yeah. Kids like everybody else. I'm sorry. I'm so triggered right now. This yeah, was it's you oh totally picked the right thing, bro. Yeah. It's 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 not going to get less frustrating. Yes, I know. So, in the article, these quotes are followed by quotes from a group of uh what who Delulio describes as life-term inmates in a prison mm-hmm. uh in New Jersey. Um, and Delulio makes sure we know of these inmates that, quote, many of them are black males from inner city Newark and Camden. Uh, and these guys, he quotes, as being terrified of today's super predator children, too. So he's being like, look, even these black criminals in prison are oh scared God. of kids these days. Oh like, it's God. it's really a pretty horrific yeah. article. Yeah. Um, now, according to Wikipedia, Delulio is a Democrat today. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about his present life. Well, uh, it is important we be clear that he was wrong about everything. All uh, of it. Predicted in this article, his big prediction is that because of these super predators, juvenile crime would triple by 2010. But of course, by the time he wrote this article, juvenile crime had already been dropping for a couple of years. And by 2011, juvenile homicides had plunged by two thirds. So he's literally the opposite of of what he says happens pretty much. Um, And despite the fact that he was perfectly wrong about what's pretty much the only noteworthy claim he makes in his career, DeLulio received two awards in 2010 for excellence in academics. (laughs) Of course. Again, it doesn't matter. What matters (laughs) is you gave people an excuse to be scared and do violence. Um, That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, man, folks. Yeah. Yo, it's what's yeah. What's interesting about this moment is around i'm gonna really show y'all some some like actual politics was like around the end of the 90s there was a call that came from really from jail that was like y'all gotta stop doing drive-bys and it was basic because it was like listen dude it's just it's just not g like this is not we're not spending our lifetime in prison for y'all to just drive by somewhere and shoot some. So, so even like, even the uh, violent crime kind of slowing down, that was like, we did that for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd like, it wasn't, and granted, obviously like the war on drugs and the gang injunctions and Rico and all this different stuff and the gang uptick, like, obviously like you're, of course you're going to drop, you're going to drop crime. If gentrification well, starts, other stuff that the economy is expanding yeah. huge. Yeah. And the I internet was like, gets created. Yeah. And that the is, I'm like, we got jobs. To see, yeah. Number one, I'm like, well, we're adults now yeah. we have jobs and yeah. there's other things to do mm-hmm. happening around and this. You, you, yeah. You start to see the impact of the fact that they got lit out of fucking gasoline, you know, starting yeah. in like what the 70s or the 80s. So like yeah. a bunch of shit happens. Yeah. That's why crime drops by so much. Totally. But what's important is that Delulio is, again, perfectly wrong. Absolutely um, wrong. Yeah. Now, the, despite this fact, his work had a huge influence on how juvenile crime was perceived. And it led to a massive change nationwide in how often children were tried and sentenced as adults. I want to quote now from an article in NBC News about this period, because it makes a good point about some broader trends that Delulio's work fed into. So he's not obviously the beginning of this. 
Quote, just a few years before, the news media had introduced the terms wilding and wolf pack to the national vocabulary to describe five teenagers, four black and one Hispanic, who were convicted and later exonerated of the rape of a woman in New York's Central Park. That's This kind of animal savagery yeah. was already in the conversation, said Kim Taylor Thompson, a law professor at New York University. The super predator language began a process of allowing us to suspend our feelings of empathy towards young people of color. And again, I might... I might uh, quibble about it that this began the process yeah, this is, I think as this, this is another moment talked, yeah yeah it's one the start but it, it escalates I think it's yes. fair to say that it does escalate absolutely um, and 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 more to the point it leads to kind of some structural things that 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 escalate how this is actually like built into the legal system um now it's probably worth noting before we move on that Delulio's mentor was a political scientist named James Q Wilson now, Mr. Wilson got famous for writing a 1985 book with the title Crime and Human Nature, which argued that criminality was caused by specific genetic factors. There it is. You will not again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You there know where is. this is going, right? Yep. He also yeah, got famous yeah. for uh, chasing around Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep cut. <laughs> Mr. Wilson. Deep cut. This is, this is that Mr. That Wilson. That is him. Yes. All right. Yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, he spends a lot of his book writing paragraphs like this. A central problem, perhaps the central problem, in improving the relationship between white and black Americans is the difference in racial crime rates. No oh matter how God. innocent or guilty a stranger may be, he carries with him in public the burdens or benefits of his group identity. Now, it's I mean, not facts, it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the fact that, like, yes, people carry with them, like, the benefits of, of how their group, the group that they visually at least belong to is perceived yeah. by society. Sure. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of kind of eugenicsy shit in this book yeah, where he's sort bad. of talking about like certain populations are more prone for crime, and it, it definitely he definitely ignores a lot of important things like how economics feed into it and how certain historical trends. There's obviously he's 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 a piece of shit, um, and it's not surprising that racists said racist shit. Uh, what no. is surprising is that both of these guys, these very right wing, very kind of white supremacist e uh, thinkers, are backed not just by conservatives but by supposed liberal colleges uh, and what they wrote was uncritically disseminated by large chunks of the mainstream media and here's nbc yeah. again the marshall project's review of 40 major news outlets in the five years after his weekly standard article shows the new the neologism popping up nearly 300 times and that is an undercount there was the philadelphia inquirer's fawning magazine profile of delulio who grew up there until recently pennsylvania had the country's largest population of people still serving life sentences without parole for crimes they committed as children mm -hmm. there was also a lengthy mostly gentle new yorker profile a spot on the new york times's op-ed page and an appearance on cbs evening news the media Media exposure led to conference invitations, which led to more media exposure. The word super predator became so much a part of the national vocabulary that journalists and talk show hosts used it without reference to Delulio, including even Oprah Winfrey in a segment on Good Morning America. Yeah. So this is one of those things that is just such a successful piece of yeah. fucking culture jamming. Clinton too. It, it, yeah, Clinton too. Everyone uses it. And mm -hmm. most people don't even re recognize, know anything about Delulio, know anything yeah. about Wilson know anything about like where this comes from. They just kind of take it as scientific fact yeah. almost. That moment, even with, with Oprah's like stellar yeah. reputation with black people, that moment, like we never forgot that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was like, yo, really? Like you really gonna let this man talk, talk about us like this? Yeah. And, and it's perfect. What he's saying is really perfectly framed for shows like Oprah was doing for yeah. like daytime TV, right? It's yeah. the kind of thing 
that people who are like in the middle of their day will, will stop to hear about because yeah. you're you're tickling that amygdala. You're making the like for one thing, adults are always a little not always, but it is very common for adults to be kind of uh, uncomfortable around teenagers. Yeah. They're weird. They like things you don't understand. Yeah, you forgot what um, it was like to be one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if you can, again, there's a shitload of money to be made in tapping yes. into the fact that a lot of adults are just kind of uncomfortable around teens. Yeah. And to um, our, to our, I mean, I taught freshmen, so I was around yeah. teens all the time. But in adults' defense, Teens are weird. Oh yeah, I, I, don't I got hang one out in my house and without a taser for sure. Yes, I got <laughs> one in my house, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. "I love you. You are, you are, you are my child. I am raising you, but you weird, cause like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're like all sorts of all sorts of music that that I just think finally people finally music is wrong. It took a long time. It took a long ride. Everyone long time. before me who said that music was wrong was wrong, but now it's wrong. Now you know? it's wrong. Now now it's wrong. Now I am I am happy to report that my child is an old soul when it comes to music, mm-hmm. and like we actually like a lot of the same stuff, except for her B2, BTS uh, obsession. But besides that, <laughs> we're like. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much on the same page, but that's an exception. Her father's a rapper. So of course she's going to know a little bit more about music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, anyway. So um, the fear dreamed up or drummed up by these nonsense theories and the media recitations of them led to a surge in zero tolerance in zero tolerance rules for kids in school. Yep. And a lot of horrible shit we covered in an episode we did titled The War on Children. Yep. If you want more of an idea of how politicians grabbed onto all of this, I should read a quote from Senator Orrin Hatch in 1996. We've got to quit coddling these violent kids like nothing is going on. Getting some of these do-gooder liberals to do what's right is real tough. We'd all like to rehabilitate these kids, but by gosh, we are in a different age. About right. Orrin Hatch, everybody. Orrin Hatch, everybody. The man who made sure that you can sell supplements filled with lead to people and there's no regulations on it. Good man. That's our guy. We love Orrin Hatch. Um... So today, however, we're not, this is just a lead in, uh, because the thing that we are talking is, is one of the worst crimes all this rhetoric and racism directly enabled. This is a story of greed that begat violence on an almost industrial scale, the cash for kids scandal. Yep. Now our two main bastards for today are a pair of former judges, Mark Ciavarella, uh, and Michael Conahan. Yeah. Ciavarella is how it's pronounced more or less. Now, Mark A. Ciavarella was born on March 3rd, 1950, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. He was raised on the east end of the city, and he went to a Catholic high school. Here's how the New York Times described his upbringing. Quote, A stellar athlete and student, Judge Ciavarella was the son of a brewery worker and a phone company operator. Nicknamed Scooch like his father, he drove a beat-up Volkswagen Beetle for years. And even after moving away, he visited his aging mother daily until she died in 2007. The so, boy's name was Scooch. Scooch. What up, right? Scooch? And Scooch grows up, you know, to his credit, he's working class. Like a lot of, most people become judges, not, don't come That's from like That's what I'm like trying to say, man. You got a nickname like Scooch, bro. Yeah, like Scooch. how you become a you're judge, not man. Rich Come on. If you're Scooch. You yeah. Know? I'm like, you're one yeah. of the guys, bro. They don't, they don't call rich kids Scooch. No. Nobody, nobody ever went to a British boarding school and got called Scooch. Bro, Scooch, man, you mm-hmm. and Scooch, y'all cut mm-hmm. school, went to the corner liquor mm-hmm. store, stole a beer and like. Yeah hung out and smoked your granddad's cigarettes. Like absolutely. Scooch. scooch stole a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. Was like, I'm going to say 13. Um, at least. Um, yeah. So after law school, he went to 
Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. I think that's how it pronounced. Uh, uh-huh. Mark Ciavarella ran for a seat in the country's Court of Common Pleas in August of 1994. Now, as a judge, because he wins, he becomes known for the fact that he is a harsh sentencer um, and also kind of like he he likes to be kind of the Judge Judy dude. He likes to have these oh, like God. quips and shit. And I want to play an ad from his 1994 campaign uh, to make it clear how inside the super predator zeitgeist this dude was. I hate this guy already. Yeah, he's not great. You're a teen and convicted of murder, rape, or violent crimes against our children or the elderly. You can expect that I will impose the maximum sentence allowed by law. Now, you can't do that. No. <laughs> Legally. No, you, you can't. You cannot run to be a judge. There's a thing called the Judicial Code of Conduct. Dude! One of the things it says is that if you're running to be a judge, you can't make pledges or promises to voters about your rulings. Other than that, they'll be faithful and impartial. Listen. Because you're a judge. Listen. Let me, okay, can I I put my teacher hat on right now? Yeah. Okay, listen. Civics lesson. You got your three branches of government, right? And two of the three branches are elected officials. The reason why you don't elect quote unquote judges are because they are supposed to be above the fray. You're supposed to not be able to because of popularity, what's going on in the world. You're supposed to not be. They are supposed to be above that because they are adjudicating the rights and privileges of everybody around us. So you're not supposed to do that. You even running an ad is already Mm -hmm. like. Fam, what is you, you can't, like, this is not, didn't you go to law school, G? Like, you're not allowed to, I'm so frustrated right now, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is frustrating. Yeah. But you know what's not frustrating, bro? Ooh, uh, the products and services that support this podcast. Because they, uh, Very few of whom are running for judgeships, although never potentially know. some. Did you, did you just say that the products and services aren't frustrating? None of them? Not a single None one? I don't know, man. Some of those dudes be seeping in. I don't know what our filters be doing. You know what I'm saying? But I will say it's a lot of y'all because y'all be showing up, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it be the Washington State Highway Patrol again. Yeah. How did that happen? How did that happen? It's weird, too, that they would like. And why us? Who who becomes a cop in Washington because of a podcast ad? (laughs) It's like when Coke Industries was like, who the fuck? Like, what what motherfucker listens to a podcast and goes, well, that's where I'm giving my oil refining business. Who is it's our demographic? Yeah. Who do we want to move to Ohio? Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. People that listen to these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some ads. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Ah, we're back. So, one of Judge Ciavarella's opponents in that election, uh, Thomas Cometa, later, like, he, he brings up that, like, this ad is a breach of judicial ethics. Yeah. Um, and Cometa says, pretty sensibly, how can you trust someone who runs for ju- judge and breaks the law as a candidate to like follow the law while they're a judge, right? Exactly. Now, our boy responds that it's fine because all of the key words in his ad were, quote, allowed by law, which is a very funny response to this. I hate this guy so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I hate this guy. You ruined my childhood. I'm telling you, whoever that is, he ruined my childhood. Yeah, I don't. I'm not he even ruined, in his state. Oh boy, he 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 was a real king of ruining childhoods. This yes. guy. So Judge Ciavarella, however it's pronounced, I'm I'm hearing some weird things in the Italian site that I just checked in to double check this, and I forgot. Look, people, Here's there's the a lot thing, of names guys. in this show. Yeah. A lot of names. I even watched a documentary about this. I forget. I'm bad at it. Like you, you could deal with it. Go listen to fucking. I don't know. What's another podcast that is good at names? None of them are because they're some all sort done of by a, people like me. Probably some sort of NPR name. NPR yeah, show. Yeah, go fucking listen to NPR. They do this shit. They're good um, at that. The whatever. thing is, so the thing is, <clears> he <throat> put a lot of innocent people in jail. I already know that. He right does. Now. Oh, that's, yeah. You ain't even got to tell that. Me. I already know he did. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that's Judge Ciervarella's background, right? Uh, that's the kind of man he is. And we'll return to him in a minute because he's our main character today. But we should talk about a friend of his, Judge Michael Conahan, who's another part of this story. Oh, Conahan. Conahan, yeah. Now, where Chevarella was a working class kid who clawed his way into the upper crust, Michael was born sipping mint juleps at the country club. That may be a slight exaggeration, but his dad was town mayor for twelve years, so oh. he is, you know, like he's he's the, he's the mayor's guy. son. Yeah, I hate this guy. <laughs> Now, his dad also owned a funeral home and was a heinously abusive prick. Uh, while Conahan was begging for clemency, spoilers, years later, his lawyer said, quote, he comes from a family with a patriarch who drove his children to success and used money as a barometer of that success. He was taught the ends justified the means. Wait, now, did again, you say he was begging for clemency? Yeah, this is when he's being tried for the stuff that he does. So take oh. this with a grain of salt, right? Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, but here's the Times Tribune trying, like, reporting on what he claimed about his upbringing later. 
Mr. Conahan was beaten mercilessly by his father when he was a teenager for simply forgetting to stoke the family furnace at the funeral home. His childhood left him with deep insecurities and inadequacies that he repressed with alcohol. So he's he 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 definitely I think has a drinking problem. Um, we'll talk about how much we believe any of that or how much we believe it. And it's even if it things, but does, like, that's dude, what he says later. See, that's the that's the stuff that I'll be like, listen, man, you just <laughs> you just can't trust white people. Yeah, because I'll be like, what that should do was build empathy. Yeah, that you went through that, you should be like, you know what? I'm gonna be much more gracious to a lot of people. These people come from struggle. It's been hard. Hell, I was beat for doing things that wasn't. I understand that you may have made some bad decisions in your life. It's all good, man. I'm gonna give you a second chance. But no, you decided to become nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of those like I know a lot of people who got smacked around as kids. Me too. Most people I know did not do the things that this guy later did. I don't even. That's why I was Um, like, you don't even need to finish. I've been smacked around. Do you know what I'm saying? I got I got spanked in my public school, dude. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, while Conahan was still a child, there was an incident in his father's political career that one of his sisters would later note as relevant. Their dad awarded a business contract to a good friend, which led to charges that he'd committed an ethics violation. Quote, The elder Mr. Conahan couldn't understand why people considered it an ethical violation, because he was awarding a contract to a friend because he thought that friend's work would benefit the community. She said their father never understood this. He couldn't see what the problem was. So no, in these two guys prop, mm-hmm. you've got one working class kid with a chip on his shoulder who's willing to violate ethical guidelines to threaten children in order to get elected by hitching his star to a racist criminal justice trend. And then you've got the insecure and possibly traumatized rich kid's son of a politician raised to believe that blatant cronyism and corruption is fine if your goals are noble, right? So what these are our main characters combo. today. Combo. Yo, yeah. these are real combo. I appreciate you having me on this cuz I mm-hmm. would have had thoughts had I yeah. been listening to this show. I'd be like, I got thoughts. So mm-hmm. I'm very glad to be on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy, buckle in. Oh, so, man. Judge uh, Sieverella was on the County Court of Common Pleas, and Judge Conahan was the president judge, mm-hmm. which gave him power of the purse. He gets to decide spending for a lot of the local justice system, right? Like he's a mm-hmm. big part. He has a lot of power in deciding where the money goes in terms of like incarceration and stuff for the county. Okay. The New York Times lays out what happens next. Quote. It all started in June of 2000 with a simple business proposition, according to the judge's indictment and more than 40 interviews with courtroom workers, authorities, and others. Robert J. Powell, a wealthy personal injury lawyer from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, and longtime friend of Judge Conahan, wanted to know how he might get a contract to build a private detention center. Judge Ciavarella thought he could help. The two men agreed to meet, and, according to prosecutors, somewhere in that conversation, a plan was hatched that courthouse workers and county officials would later describe as a freight train without brakes. First, Judge Ciavarella put Mr. Powell in touch with a developer, who also happened to be an old friend, Robert K. Merrickle, to start work on finding a site. Then, in January 2002, the month Judge Conahan became president judge, giving him control of the courthouse budget, he signed a secret deal with Mr. Powell, agreeing that the court would pay $1.3 million in annual rent on top of tens of millions of dollars that the county and state would pay to house the delinquent juveniles. And by the end of that year, Judge Conahan had gotten rid of the competition by eliminating financing for the county detention center. 
So they make a deal with these people making a child prison, uh -huh. and then they close the county child prison and agree not just to send kids there and give them the money that comes from sending kids there, yeah. but to give them a special $1.3 million a year deal on top of all that money, right? Yeah. So already pretty fucked up. It's okay? already all bad, dude. Mm -hmm. Like in, yeah. in every, well, okay, let me not say every. In California, um, when I was teaching the idea, the 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 theory was, it takes about three thousand dollars a day to educate a child. So when you got into school, took role, and you clicked Evans here, click mm -hmm. the school got three thousand yeah. dollars, right? So this is why role was so important, and when you ditched why it was so important, why they had truancy offers, officers, mm -hmm. why the police pulled up if you wasn't mm -hmm. at school because it's like, I make three grand every time you hear. And every time you not hear with some sort of unexcused absence, I'm losing $3,000 per student. So mm -hmm. I am incentivized just to make sure you in the seat. I really don't care whether you learn anything or not. Yeah. I just need to know you in the seat. So when you add that to prisons, it's the same thing. How much does it cost to prison a kid to, you know, mm -hmm. in prison a kid? $3,000, $5,000. You mean to tell me I can make how much? How much can I make per thing? Okay, dope. Well then check this out. Here's the situation. How about I feed you stuff and you just throw me money back? God, it's fucked up. It's I mean, and it is, up. it is like, it's a little more understandable in schools just because like, yeah, school has fixed costs. Budgets are usually tight and like, yeah. that's a problem. It is a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, with what, what's happening here, they had a place to put these kids. Yeah, it was fine. purely about pro allowing a couple of dudes to, to profit, right? Yeah. To profit off of incarcerating children. And this was a really obvious scheme too. Many of their colleagues saw what was going on, at least the surface parts of it, and complained. Judge Chester Morosky sent a letter to the county commissioners complaining about the increase in detention costs. He was transferred by Conahan to another court a couple of days later, because again, Conahan's the president judge. Yeah. So this other judge complains, and he's like, "Yeah, you're you got a different job now, man." Yeah. Uh, Morosky later told in interviewers, "Quote: They were unstoppable. I knew something was wrong, but they silenced all dissent." And again. He doesn't know everything that that we uh, would know later. He just knows that like something shady is going on, and yeah. he complains about like the detention center. Um, yeah. So there's a lawsuit over this. Uh, the county controller Steve Flood leaked a state audit, which showed that the state had analyzed the deal to lease the center as a bad one. So Steve Flood leaks that like, hey, the state said that like, there's no good reason to do this. This is just like, seems to kind of be a grift. Yeah. Now the child prison in question, which was named PA Child Care, then sued Mr. Flood for releasing trade secrets while Judge Conahan sealed the lawsuit to stop any of the leaked documents from getting out to the public. One court worker later told the Times, everyone began to assume that the judges had some vested interest in the private center because they were pushing it so doggedly. Yeah. And they did. Of course they did. I <laughs> yeah. was like, please get to that. Yeah. Like, of course they did. Why kids get maximum sentences? We teenagers mm -hmm. getting maximum sentences. Anyway, go on. Oh boy. It's, yes. it's prop. You already know how bad this is, but also it's going to be worse in some ways than I think you might be ready for. You probably are. Cause I only know yeah, like, my it, own experience. I only know so, California. Yes. Yeah. 
It, it, uh, yeah, uh, it, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see if you're surprised by some of the things these kids go away for. Because I, I don't know, like you. Have, I mean, you have a, they're, a they're like, okay. Before you tell me the story, I will tell you the story of a friend of okay. mine who he was an upperclassman. Um, was in. I'll tell you two stories. One, he was in the back seat. Basketball player in the backseat asked for a ride home. You know, your kids, you know, yeah. some kids got a car. Like, everybody have a car. This kid's got a car. It's like, hey, can I get a ride home? It's like, yeah, I get a ride home. We're going to make a stop right quick. So the dudes up front in the front made a stop right quick, mm-hmm. broke into somebody's house, robbed oh, some geez. stuff, get in there. He's in the backseat sleep. Oh, right? fuck, dude. The kids tell, even on the stand. The kids yeah. were like, yo, he really had nothing to do with it. We was just giving him a ride home. He's not really involved in all that. Kid did five years. And yeah. they told him. They 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 told the judge, dude, we were just giving him a ride home. Like he had nothing to do with it. Still went to prison. Right? I have another yeah. friend whose uh 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 uncle was hiding a syringe from his mom or my friend's grandma because that was his uncle right so he was like yeah so it's that's my friend's mom so he's like it was a syringe in his backpack had no idea you have this thing that was called the gang injunctions in los angeles which was like if you were if you were in more than if you were in a group of two or three more people right it's considered a gang right so stand up you walking home from school with two of your friends you're in a gang right so the fool pulls him over searches the backpack you got a crack syringe right the judge, listen, on Mama's Robert, the judge was like, this kid has no criminal record. I truly believe his story, but the law says I have a mandatory minimum of five years. Oh, boy. This kid did five years. For his yeah. uncle's syringe came out a yeah. criminal. Guy came out of prison, a criminal. Like well, he was sure. like, yeah, now he's a criminal because like you just you just made you just threw him to the wolves. Yeah, and there's a lot of documentation of that. Like yeah. that's what happens when you send kids to these facilities. Um, all right, so we'll, anyway. we'll, we'll continue. Uh, I, I, I will. I will tell you some of the things these kids went away for. Okay. Um, and we'll we'll see how you feel about that. Uh, but Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So, Powell, the guy who is the the realist or the the lawyer who like helps start talking about this deal, would later claim in court. That after they get this thing underway, the two judges extorted him for bribes. And they basically said, wow. we won't send more kids to your facility and it'll go out of business, right? If you Damn. don't if you don't pay us directly. I think that's a lie. Obviously, they okay. got paid. Um, yeah. I think he's lying about them extorting him. I, I suspect this was the plan from the beginning, right? Mm. Um, there's a number of reasons this is unlikely. One thing is that as the Times Tribune reports, which is a local paper, yeah. there were plenty of other kids from Pennsylvania to go to the, to, to the, go to the, the juvenile detention center. They wouldn't mm. have gone out of business if these judges had stopped. So I think they just had, I think they had a mutually beneficial arrangement. I don't think he yeah. got extorted at all. The reality seems to be that Powell and his business partner, the builder of the PA Child Care Center, Robert Maracle, agreed to bribe Conahan and Judge Ciavarella in order to secure $1.3 million a year in guaranteed rent plus additional funds because every time they get another youth prisoner, they get more money. Um, so in exchange for this, Judge Ciavarella and Conahan get hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, in total about $2.8 million. Um, and this is over, I think, like a four or five year period. Oh so God. a lot of money. Yeah. Now, Judge Ciavarella was extremely eager to do his part, as this quote from the Wall Street Journal's coverage makes uh, makes clear. Quote, 
Judge, uh, Judge Mark Ciavarella Jr. reportedly sent kids to the private detention centers when probation officers didn't think it was a good idea. He yeah. sent kids there when their crimes were nonviolent. He sent kids there when their crimes were insignificant. It was as though he was determined to keep those private prisons filled with children at all times. According to news stories, offenses as small as swiping a jar of nutmeg or throwing a piece of steak what? at an adult were enough to merit a trip to the Hoosgow. Over the years, Mark Ciavarella racked up a truly awesome score. He sent kids to detention instead of other options at twice the state average, according to the New York Times. He tried a prodigious number of cases in which the accused child had no lawyer. Here, says the Times, the judge's numbers were fully 10 times the state average. And he did it fast, sometimes rendering a verdict in the neighborhood of a minute and a half to three minutes. What? Yeah. Oh, like, oh man. Just instantly. Some people will say there were 30 second judgments where he just stands before him and he's just, you're done. Bro, so this is the stuff my pops would talk about. He would be mm-hmm. like, we would know him among the other probation officers. They would already know like, this kid don't need to go to no, he don't need to go mm-hmm. to like, he's fine. Just like, let me, you know, I'll take care of him. You know what I'm saying? And you stand in front of the judge. As soon as you see the judge, you'd be like, oh shit, here we go. He's not yeah. going to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? So my father was like, in his 30 years, he never, he never, he never recommended prison ever. 30 years, never mm-hmm. recommended prison. He was always like, I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. Didn't matter. He knew, he knew the judge when he walked in, he knew the judge. He would be like, the kid's going to jail. This Ugh. kid's going to jail. He just knew as soon as he looked at the, at the judge. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's one of those like, yeah, it, it's, it's. <sighs> It's just so fucked up that it yeah. that it could work that way that it's ever been allowed to work yeah. that way that like it doesn't everyone can know it's wrong including like fucking the 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 parole officers and yeah everyone it's just this guy it's one of those things like I, I know some people who have like not done time because they got a judge who was like get a great judge chill like yeah. a judge who was like was like this is bullshit like I'm not I have no desire a friend of mine just didn't go to prison a couple of we were at his all in court with him a couple of months ago um and it was because the judge was like well this is this is like basically said the judge equivalent like this is a stupid case Um, yeah so that does happen but i mean that's the auburn you know the auburn aubrey case like that was a good judge he was like yeah what you get them sometimes yeah sometimes you get it when they're bad they can do a lot of damage. And that's like, Ciavarella does a Mm -hmm. lot of damage. Yeah. Um, The Morning Call, which is another local paper in Pennsylvania, does a good job of outlining some of the, several of these cases. Um, And this is from after this all broke as a story and a bunch of the judges' victims sue. So I'm gonna Mm -hmm. gonna read a quote here of them kind of summarizing some of the worst cases. Among them was Melanie Petrillo, who said she was 12 when she first went before Ciavarella in juvenile court in 2002. Ciavarella, she said, wouldn't let her speak in her own defense. On Monday, Petrillo testified that a visiting friend set a small fire in a garbage can outside her house. She went inside to get a glass of water and police quickly arrived. She was arrested and later taken before Ciavarella, who sentenced her to a few months at the former Luzerne County Juvenile Detention Center. It was horrifying, Petrillo recalled. I had to put a blanket over my head so the cockroaches wouldn't fall on me. Uh. Like many of Ciavarella and Conahan's victims, this was the start of years of relentless contact between Petrillo, a child, and the criminal justice system. When Petrillo went away for the first time, it was to a county center, not to the place bribing the judge. But she was released under harsh probation terms, which of course she violated, which brought her back in front of Judge Ciavarella, who then sent her to PA Childcare, who was this place giving him kickbacks. Of course. Yeah. Very old story. 
Petrillo claims this time behind bars led to her falling in with a bad crowd due to her reputation, which led to her getting a burglary charge. She winds up in front mm-hmm. of Ciavarla a third time, and she she doesn't get out of juvenile detention until she's an adult. Like, her whole childhood, from age 12 on, um, so the last six years of her childhood, just gone. Yeah. Um, as a result of this this chain of events. Now, the judge sent another girl, Elizabeth Laurent, to a PH, to PA child care for 32 days after she was oh. caught bringing opiate pills to school. Yeah. She, of course, then had, after getting out of PA child care, she has a probation violation. Obviously, yep. this happens with all of them. And she winds up in front of Judge Ciavarella again. He sends her next to Camp Adams, which is a juvenile boot camp. Uh, I haven't seen any evidence this boot camp gave, camp gave him evidence, uh, gave him uh, kickbacks like he doesn't always send kids to the places that are paying him he really likes to send kids incarcerate children even if he's not getting money he's just fine to take bribes for it too elizabeth laurent because she winds up getting sent to this boot camp loses the college scholarship that she'd won uh and obviously things go worse for her after this she claims that she started hanging out with a, a quote-unquote bad kid because the parents of her old friends wouldn't let her hang out with him anymore um, and like, yeah, things go, you know, from there, she's in and out of different places. Uh, her overwhelming memory of Cia Varela as he demolished her hopes and dreams. Again, she had a college scholarship set up when this happens, uh, was coldness and what she described as a nonchalant demeanor. That's whatever, like he's again, very perfunctory for him. Um, Zachary Richards wound up in front of the judge because he stole a candy bar. Uh, he was candy after bar, this. Bro. Yeah. At age 14, he steals a candy bar. Cia Varela sends him to juvenile detention. Um, and he's there for the rest of his childhood, from age 14 to 18, mostly in PA childcare, the place giving the judge kickbacks. Um, his mom is adamant that Zachary never recovers from this, and she blames his suicide at age 27 on Judge Ciavarella. No. She is not the only mother making this claim, and I'm going to no. quote now from a write-up by Pin Live. Fonzo's son was 17 and an all-star wrestler with a chance at a college scholarship when he landed in Ciavarella's courtroom on a minor drug paraphernalia charge. Though the teen... Edward Kinzakowski uh, had no pr- prior criminal record. He spent months at the private lockups in a wilderness camp and missed his senior year of high school. Oh. Kinzakowski emerged an angry, bitter, depressed young man. He committed suicide last June at the age of 23. He was just never the same. He couldn't recover. He wanted to go on with his life, but he was just hurt. He was affected so deeply, more than anyone yeah. knew. That's his, his mom. Um <sighs> Yeah, it's bleak. Oh, yeah. That stuff like that, it just hits so close to home. Yeah. Because I know kids who were either my friends or people I taught that like, I know the the like, man, these are like gentle souls. Yeah. And then they're put in a situation over a motherfucking candy bar. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's crazy is like, at least in Cali, Camp is your best bet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, there's a school there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like East Lake. It's not like Central, mm. which is like, I mean, that's just, that's, or you get sent up to YA, which is California Youth Authority. That's up in the North. That's prison. Yeah. Like, and it, it varies. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. some states, the, the wilderness boot camps are like the worst place you can go. It just kind of depends on, yeah. on your system. Because some of those places are nightmares. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it, it, it's just it, everywhere's, you know, different depending on how bad their yeah. juvenile detention is. And obviously our camp is not yeah. wilderness in any way. It's yeah. just like, it's, there's one, yeah. there's one in Whittier, California, like just yeah. right off the uh, corner yes. of like, yeah, like. The just, wilds of Whittier. Yeah, I, it's I, just I, Los yeah. Padrinos. It's like Whittier and freaking mm. Mar Vista Drive. It's just like, oh, hey, look, there's a juvenile yeah. prison right there. Yeah. So one of Judge Ciavarella's favorite places to send kids when he couldn't send them to PA childcare was the Glen Mills School. Ryan Lamoureux, for example, was sent there by Ciavarella for five years on a vandalism charge. Another 14-year-old was sent there for the crime of stealing loose change from unlocked cars to buy a bag of chips. So that's it. That's that's Got why it. that kid gets sent to the Glen Mills School. Not now, the car. He ain't steal the car. Nope, didn't even break a window. Just took didn't some change even, out of it. I just needed some quarters. Which, like, okay. yeah, we can say isn't ideal behavior, but like, I mean, find the kid. Well, let me let me tell you what this place is like. Uh, okay. I want to quote from a Philadelphia Inquirer article for some context on the Glen Mill School, where he sends a child for stealing spare change. Okay. Another teenager was removed from Glen Mills and sent to a state-run facility in 2017 after counselors stepped on the boy's face and broke his jaw so severely it had to be wired shut. And last summer, two counselors were caught abusing a Philadelphia teenager on surveillance video. One slammed him to the floor and choked him. Then the other punched the 17-year-old in the face. Both were later arrested. So that's I feel like, the kind of shit that happens at Glen Mills. I feel like you just said stepped on his face. Yep. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. And these are two, these are a couple of cases, but like it happens so constantly that in 2019, yeah. Glenn Mills has its license revoked and the state removes all children from its custody. Now, Glenn Mills had been founded in 1826. Um, <laughs> so Judge C. is a monster. I'm sure this place has been about that bad forever. Yeah. Um, in their defense, yeah. in the 1800s, you could step on a kid's face. Yeah, you could. It was almost mandatory. Yeah. Um, now, it, and it's one of those things in when you read articles about like the fallout from the cash, the, ca, the cash for kids scandal, you, you there's a bunch of like comments from judges and other people in the criminal justice system being like these men did tremendous damage to the criminal to trust in the criminal justice oh system, to the sanctity of the courts, to the sanctity of justice. It's like, <laughs> I, Kick rocks, I agree, these bro. guys are pieces of shit, but dude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like don't don't try to don't try yeah, to give me kick rocks, shit. bro. Like, come on yeah. now. We ain't as bad as them, though. Well, I yeah. mean, we bad, but we better than yeah, man. Don't, don't try to give me that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> kick rocks, dog. You're good. Yeah, and the reality is that all of the horrible things we've talked about, he only got in trouble for because he took bribes to do them. If he'd just done this because he was a piece of shit and he was willing to, he did a lot of it for without getting bribed. Yeah. Um, if he just hadn't taken the bribes, he never would have gotten in fine. trouble for this shit. Um, uh, and in fact, the hellish sentences he's a, he imposed on children for minor, what you could only often loosely describe as crimes were yeah. lauded and celebrated by his community for years. In 2006, yeah. he was reelected for another 10 year term. NPR reports, quote, the community applauded him. Schools applauded him. Police applauded him. He would go into schools and he would warn kids. If you come before me, I will send you away. And so schools invited him year after year to come in and talk to them. So when a kid came before him and there was a school crime, this could be a kid getting into a fight, or in our case, we had a kid who did a fake MySpace page for the principal. He would say, do you remember me being in your school? And he would say, I wish, I said I would send you away. Get him out of here. And that's what would happen. 
He sends Dude. a kid to a fucking child prison for making a fake MySpace for page about like a, an administrator at the school. Oh my god! Teacher. Yeah, like a fake MySpace page. He sends oh a, he locks a kid up. He gives them a criminal record for a fake fucking MySpace page. So this is why. Look, look let me listeners. This is why during elections, when we hear terms like "oh, he's going to be tough on crime," mm-hmm. we're like, "That's a dog whistle." This is what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like, that's what you mean by tough on crime. Yeah. Like if a kid makes a MySpace making fun of his principal, I'm tough on crime. Like, yeah. all right, bro. It, that's what you mean by crime. Just blasting kids' yeah. lives apart. Um, yeah. For no real reason. But you know who won't destroy the lives of children for no good reason? Can't say. You can't say that because it could be a Washington State Patrol It could ad. be a Washington State Highway Patrol ad. I was You're like, right. I don't You're know, right. man. I can pretty much guarantee mm-hmm. and that one there's weird, a high possibility. That one time we yeah. had little FBI ads. Yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, it could that. be the FBI. Yeah. Or it could be, I mean, even worse, it could be um, one of those, the food box companies that uses their profits to hunt what's children the, for sport in islands off really, the coast of Indonesia. What's the one you really don't like? Um, I don't know. Which, which one? I think you hate Oh, they're the ones who have the the island where you can hunt 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 kids for sport, right? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indonesia is that? Yeah, yeah. Look it up. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Ah, we're back. Yep. Ah, those are some good ads for. Um, Absolutely. Now, 
50% prop of children who appeared before Judge Ciavarella did so without a lawyer. Uh, he remanded an average of 300 children per year into custody, which is nearly, obviously, one a day. When you factor in vacations, it probably is about one a day. In the years before he made the deal with PA child care, Ciavarella had remanded about 4% of the juveniles in his court to criminal custody. As soon as he starts getting paid, it goes to 25%. Oh so this is very obvious. Some of the offenses that he locked kids up for included, as stated, making a face, fake MySpace page. Other kids were jailed for stealing a $4 jar of nutmeg or throwing a sandal at a parent. <laughs> I know, sorry, right? Yeah. yeah. Why would you not laugh if you were a judge? You're like, yo, you threw a, you threw a chancla yeah, right throw now? Throw a sandal at the kid. That's a fair like, punishment. Why I threw a chancla at the sandal? That the kid should have is the judge should throw a sandal at him. Just them. throw a sandal at him. Yeah. Um, that is absurd. Also, uh, Gen Zers, let me tell you what MySpace is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so MySpace was when the internet was innocent and it was one of the precursors to, it was a social media page. It's when some guy named out. Tom tricked all of us into learning, to it, learning like, how to imagine code. If Facebook, <laughs> if, imagine if Facebook hadn't destroyed civil society. That was yeah. MySpace. Yeah, it, it was yes. popular for a while. Some people found some good bands because of it. Yeah. And then the yes. guy who found it got $600 million and disappeared. Um, and is like, and is not mired in any way in no, any of the no the social media. Like, and oh, so good, and he never changed his profile goodbye. picture. <laughs> never changed yes. his profile picture, and so far there hasn't been any self indulgent documentaries. Mm. Hasn't nope. said shit. Just and was like, bye. Any, you're welcome. That's what proves he's the only one of them who's a reasonable person. Because a reasonable person gets six hundred million dollars and. Fuck it. I'm and disappears. Like, yeah, you're and gone. Buys an <laughs> island and I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> Ciavarella told one kid during sentencing to count the number of birds on the windowsill outside the courtroom. He what? gave the boy one month in detention for each bird sitting outside the courtroom. Like, that's the kind of shit he's doing. Because he's like that is bored. Absurd. He's just making it fun for himself, you know? Yeah. Oh, because the kid ain't got no lawyer. Yeah. Because the kid ain't got no what, who, who? Yeah. What's he going to do? Complain yeah. to someone? Fuck that. Yeah. 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 His kid can't be like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like this. I feel like that's not legal. I feel like you can't do that. Yeah. We should get her, kid. Yeah. It's pretty Go make good. me $3,000. <laughs> yeah. In interviews during this period, Ciavarella was very open about how severe he could be. He told one journalist, quote, My experience has been if you bring a child in who broke the law and put him on probation, chances are he'll be back in the system in a short period of time. If a child believes the consequence will be anything other than placement, they don't care. I have to find consequences that will get their attention. Now, obviously, we know statistically that, like, the worst thing you can do if you want kids to not go on to go to prison is lock them up when they're kids. Yeah, it's, there's that. It has a massive correlation with uh, them being locked up as adults, but whatever. He yeah, there's that. Also, yeah. also, let me throw in this thing about probation, why kids go back, because if you say part of your probation is you can have no interaction with anyone from your former life or anyone who's involved in any sort of criminal or gang activity. But if that person is your fucking brother, like, what do you, so do I need to move out? Like, what do you, so if you catch me with my uncle mm -hmm. who just sent me to go get some groceries, I bro, I violated probation. I guess I'm going back to prison. Now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like even the probation stuff, like fool's going back. It's like you, that's 
you so I have to move. What you're saying is if I go back home and a and a probation officer pull up and I'm literally just sitting on my porch. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the person who's sitting across the street who just checking their mail just happens to be from the same hood I'm from. I broke my probation. I'm going back to prison. Yeah. I, yeah. It's yeah. It's like it's very difficult for, yes. for to not wind up in that situation. It's a, it's a, yeah yeah, and that's it's that's how it's supposed to be. Um, now, Judge Ciavarola explained in an interview to another reporter, "quote School is a place for kids to go and learn. Two percent of kids at school should not ruin it for the other ninety eight percent. Anyone who gets in the way of that, I don't have a problem sending them away." Which is I I can't think of how many times I heard logic like this from like adults in my life when I was a kid that like well you just yeah. got to get rid of those kids who are are disrupting everyone else as opposed yeah. to like well maybe you could figure out what's going on and divert yeah. resources well, you're the red to like Mustang. try to take care of them or whatever but no that's not you hear about the red Mustang no that's a similar to like the broken window theory it's like mm. the red Mustang is like well, if any of us are speeding on the road and you're driving a Prius, like nobody notices. But if you're ah. speeding and you're a red Mustang and everybody's going to catch you speeding. So that kid who always got them outbursts, who always got, well, you're a red Mustang, man. Like everybody's going to see what you're doing. So like yep. if you, so you're the problem and everybody sees it. So everybody sees you speeding, then all the little Priuses think that they can speed. So then that's how they do these kids, man. It's yeah. Yeah. I almost punched an administrator when making that analysis once. I was like, yo, I'm lo- you looking at me like I'm 23 years old as when I first started teaching. I'm like, I'm 23. So I'm looking at you like you're talking about me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm that kid. Like what the f- now nah, I'm good. I can't work here. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, because because they're not thinking about it as like I'm going I, I think we should be destroying the lives of children and condemning no. them to a life of what in many cases is is very close to slavery. They're thinking like, well, this is, it's tough love. This is how it's the same attitude towards like, well, yeah, sometimes you got to smack a kid around, you know, sometimes you've got to like, you have to, you have to be harsh with children. Otherwise they'll, they'll grow into, to monsters. Yeah. Um, Which that's a deeper analysis than we could do. Yeah. But yeah. I even told a kid who came out of juvie that ended up in my class. I told him that theory, but I told him in the theory in the sense that like, these people are gunning for you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, like, stay close, homie. Like, just in the sense of like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to protect you from this. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, like the juvie you came from, I used to work at before I worked here. So I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, bro, you you ain't trying to go back, right? They gunning for you. This the way they think of you. They think of you like this, bro, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so, read more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the yeah it's 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 pretty bad. This is a pretty yes. bad scheme that these guys have. And again, it would have been perfectly legal if they hadn't been taking bribes. Nothing mm-hmm. about these horrible you you see in all the coverage these like horrible cases that I've just related to you. They go into detail about them, but they rarely note that like and it would have been fine if they hadn't taken yeah, kickbacks. Those aren't crimes. Like yeah, those yeah. aren't crimes. You can be yeah. as bad to children as you want as a judge. It's fine. Yeah. The scheme fell apart because in 2007, the parent of a child being railroaded by the judge placed a call to the juvenile law center of Pennsylvania. Uh, and these people rule. They started to investigate and found that kids regularly appeared in front of the judge without any lawyer of their own. 
And again, this is something he gets in trouble for. It's something you can mm. say like he doesn't have the legal right to do, but he'd done stuff like the campaign ad that he couldn't technically do. Yeah, you're not he wouldn't supposed have to gotten in trouble for this if it hadn't been for the bribes. I don't think. I, I think it's really unlikely. Mm. Um, they noted, so these the, the juvenile law center looks into him and they noticed that he's got this tendency, kids are showing up without a lawyer and he's got a tendency to very quickly make declare children guilty and take them away from their parents. So they petitioned the state Supreme Court in 2008 to vacate these judgments, and the court denies them. So again, if it hadn't have been for the bribery, the court yeah. like already proved if it hadn't have been for the bribery, yeah. he probably would have been fine. Been fine. The thing that destroys him is that it, in 2006, so two years before the Juvenile Law Center starts their investigation and makes this petition, the FBI gets a tip about the fact that he's being bribed from somebody who works in and around him, Right. Finally, one of these fucking people, because everyone knows what's more or less what's happening. They don't know for a fact about the bribery, yeah. but like he buys a yacht. He and Judge Conahan have these mansions next to each other. <laughs> They've got like, yeah, they're, they're like living New better than ass. judges yeah. don't, aren't poor people, right? Like hey, judges bro. get taken care of, but like they're living out of their means. <laughs> he walking in with a Roly, got the Roly on. It's like, what's up, guys? Yeah. Like, yo, where you get that Rolex? Oh, you know what I mean? Work some overtime. Like, what? Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Where you get that yeah. Rolex from? Judge overtime? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get judge. There's no such thing as judge overtime, G. There's yeah. no such thing. So, he, yeah. uh, so somebody um, gives the FBI a tip, um, and they do an investigation. And in 2008, the same year that the, uh, the state Supreme Court denies this petition, the FBI charges him. Um, and they come out with like, you know, they, it's the same thing we've seen with like the Capitol. You get this big charging document that has yeah. all of the things the state is accusing them of. Um, they accuse Ciavarella and Conahan of, quote, ordering juveniles to be sent to these facilities in which judges had a financial interest even when juvenile probation officers did not recommend pr- placement. Mm-hmm. Now, a flurry of press coverage and investigations followed. Here's the Juvenile Justice Center. Quote, the scope of the violations of the children's rights in Luzerne County turned out to be more egregious than anyone could have imagined. From 2003 to 2008, the Luzerne County judicial corruption scandal altered the lives of more than 2,500 children and involved more than 6,000 cases. Over 50% of the children who appeared before Ciavarella lacked legal representation. 60% of these children were removed from their homes. Many of them were sent to one or both of the two facilities at the center of the corruption scandal, believed to be the largest judicial corruption scandal in our history. This wow. is a, like a lot of lives that these guys just yeah. nuke. I mean, yeah. And and those numbers are pretty stark. So Judge Conahan, uh, the guy who says his dad beat him and you know is an yeah. alcoholic, he, as soon as the the FBI starts gunning for them and there's charging documents, he is smarter than his partner. He's like, "Yep, I did it." You know what? I yeah, well, he, I'm, yeah, don't, you don't money. have to take me to court. I plead guilty, right? Which saves the yeah. government a lot of money. And as a general rule, that's part of why if you plea, and this is problematic too, because oftentimes they use this to like fuck people over and like give yeah. people charges that maybe they wouldn't have if they went to court, but you kind of take, well, better to take a guaranteed take six months hell. than maybe go away for 10 years if this actually goes to right. In this case, it's fine. Um, he he's He's absolutely guilty. He pleads guilty. He gets like 11 years uh, Robert Miracle, um, who's the guy who's the builder, gets like gets like a year or so. So does Robert Powell. So everyone involved pleads guilty and goes away, except for Judge Ciavarella, who decides he's not going to plead guilty. He denies he did anything wrong, and he demands to take it to trial and fight his charges. And he's um, the one that he's the one that like came from the struggle. He's the trigger man, yeah. And he's the, he's the guy who grew up poor too. Okay, that's this is all adding up. Yeah, 
Because, like, if you know you you come from money, you know how to play the game. You yeah. like, listen, dude. Yeah, I'm guilty. Yeah. Also, as a side note, for anybody who's in any sort of like romantic relationships, take the advice of the rich dude. Just take the L. Listen, mm-hmm. when you if you wrong, you know you wrong. Just take the L. You know it, baby. Mm-hmm. Love, babe. My bad. Mm-hmm. You are it's right. Comprehensively good advice. <laughs> it is comprehensively <laughs> good advice. The L. Yeah. Just take the L, guys. So anyway. Judge Ciavarella does not do this, um, and no. he makes it very public. He's he's constantly, while his trial is going on, he's up in front of the press as often as possible. He defends himself uh, by saying shit like this to journalists about the bribes that he took. Look, oh, no. this was a finder's fee. We needed this center built. I was always yelling at kids because that's what they needed, because parents didn't know how to be parents and so forth. So what's the big deal now? I mean, everybody was celebrating me all these years, and now they're not happy with me anymore just because I took this money? You That's said defense to bribery? finder's fee. Bro, <laughs> this was a finder's fee, fam. Yeah. This commission. Yeah. Y'all talking about bribes? It was a finder's fee. It's a finder's fee. Y'all talking about how dangerous the streets of Philadelphia are. Yeah. I done cleaned these streets up. Mm-hmm. And now you got a problem that I made a little money off it? Mm-hmm. Dang. It's very funny. Oh so he gets God. convicted. Um, and of he's course sentenced he to like 28 years in prison. Now, Conahan also gets like 11 years or something like that, a pretty significant sentence. Yeah. Um, but after he's in prison a few years, COVID-19 hit. These guys get like convicted in like 2008, 2009. Um, COVID-19 hits, you know, a decade or so later, and Conahan gets compassionate leave to go live with his wife under house arrest, right? So he's like, he's in a, back in his mansion with his wife. He does his time, oh but God. like, we he gets let out a little, a little early. Um, Judge Ciavarella is still in incarcerated um and he's he's appealed constantly he continues to protest his conviction and sentence and he's asked he asks to be set free as a result of covid and i want to quote from an article in the times leader about his judge's response to him asking to get out early chief u.s district judge christopher c connor acknowledged that these are compelling reasons for compassionate release but still denied it saying that ciaverella continues to fail to acknowledge the seriousness of his conduct while he now concedes his honest services mail fraud and tax fraud charges are serious crimes and are not to be taken lightly, Connor writes in his decision, he persists in downplaying the overall criminal scheme and his role within it. Connor goes on to say that the primary need for Ciavarella's lengthy prison sentence is so he can reflect on the seriousness of the crime and to promote respect for the law, something which Connor suggests has not happened. So, Dang, I don't know. The judge is like, you still don't get it. Yeah, think about that however you want, right? Not, yeah. Uh, but, but. I'm glad he's punished for it. Fuck him. That boy, the boy, the boy got to go home with the ankle bracelet. The mm-hmm. other homie that tried to fight is like, nah, nigga, y'all can sit in there. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, and Conahan does some time, and it's like, it, you, uh-huh. again, think about him getting let out early, however you want. Ciavarella is the one who is doing the yeah. direct harm, um, the most direct harm, at least. They both are doing direct harm. Ciavarella is the what one kind who of, is yeah. sentencing the kids, you know? What kind of prison is that? Do you know, like, what kind of prison they're in? I think it's got to be a federal prison, right? Because yeah, a it's a federal crime, prison. So it's, it's it's probably a a nicer federal prison. I would. That's guess. what I was going to say. I was like, like I'm gonna I don't, you guess can, it's n- not the worst of them, but I I don't know. You can't put no judge in no you know like G pop. Yeah. You know, what you I'm have saying? to be careful with that guy so he doesn't get you know murdered. Yeah, or um, he ain't doing a lot of time. He goes yeah. <laughs> that time gonna be done real quick. You mm-hmm. put a judge in there with general population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the cash for kids scandal. Oh my God, dude. Good stuff. How you feeling? Uh, triggered. Yeah. Reminded of a lot of things. And 
bad. I feel like good way to describe it. This is the type of stuff that like I I find so like how do I say this? Refreshing in the sense that like it's telling the rest of the world, like, see, we're not crazy. Yeah. I'm not making this stuff up. When we say bigger, it's like I don't have two hours to explain to you that the system is broken or that it's corrupt. And just, well, if you were not guilty, then you have nothing to worry about. Like to explain why that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. It's like, listen, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like fools get sent to jail on dumb shit because there's money to be made is what i'm trying to say you know what i'm saying and and it's like this they got in trouble because it was obvious other judges make money doing this shit they just don't take a direct payment from a dude because that's stupid because they're smarter they get consulting fees they get like Uh side jobs where they're like working for this company or giving advice or like helping to do like uh, there's ways everyone it's the same way with like congressmen the dumb ones take a pile of cash for something. The smart yeah. ones quit and get a highly paid job as a consultant, right? Like there's, there, yeah, there's there, so many other ways. people profit from doing the same thing that these guys yeah. got caught because they were stupid as shit. Yes. Yeah. And they still were able to nuke 2,500 people's lives, you know, at least for a while. Hopefully as many of them as possible recovered, but you know, not all yeah. of them did. Obviously, it's hard to come back, to man. Themselves, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to come back, dude. It's hard to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, All right. Robert. Thanks well, for prop, this one. Uh, on Thursday, we're talking about the Texas criminal justice system. That's the bastard, is the Texas juvenile criminal oh, okay, justice great. system. Yeah. <laughs> so, check back in Thursday. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, go hug a cat. Yeah. What are we doing? Is it a live show, Sophie? Yeah. yeah February 17th, fool. February 17th. And in the episode description, you could click the link, but it's, it's momenthouse.com slash behind the bastards. It's the three of us doing a live stream show and you yep. can watch it wherever Excellent. you want to. It'll be live for a little while too. So if you can't do 6 p.m. Pacific, you can um You can watch it, do it on elsewhere. demand. Yeah. yeah. You have at any some other, other time. Week. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It'll be All fun. right, everybody. Yeah. Check it out. And uh oh yeah, I got a novel. You can Yeah, you do. You can Google After the Revolution AK Press. If you pre-order it now, you get a signed copy. It'll come out in May. So go go buy that. You got a book too, don't you, Mr. Prop? I do, man. You can call me Ernest Slimmingway. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh yeah, a poetry book called Terraform. Prophiphop.com. Come grab that book. It's poetry and short story. I think it's dope. Sophie got a signed copy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah. Check it out and go go check us back out on Thursday where it'll be sad again. Yep. Bam. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. 
That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.